0: This is Money Talks, powered by The Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome to another edition of Money Talks, powered by The Money School. I'm Brad Brown, and with me is money coach Gary Kale. Gary, welcome on to uh, the podcast once again. Got a uh, question in from Lindsay, and I think it's uh, one that a lot of people struggle with. Lindsay was saying that she she battles with getting the balance right. She she wants to invest and save some money and set herself up financially in the future, but as soon as she she starts putting some money away, she almost feels like she's getting sabotaged by the universe, where uh, all of a sudden she needs to put new tires on her car or her fridge packs up, and she she just finds that there's always these emergency sort of things that that take her focus away from investment. And she loses the momentum on the investments, and. She ends up then having to cash those in to pay for the things that uh, she needs to fix or change. Well, what sort of strategy and, and advice could you give to Lindsay to make sure that that doesn't happen, that she can build that, that investment strategy consistently?
1: Brad, I think I'd like to start by defining what is an emergency because most of my clients that ed- we educate, they start off by telling me that you know, they've only got a credit card in their purse because it's just for emergencies. What I find amazing is is how many emergencies one person can have every single month. But when you really define an emergency, it would be an amount of money relative to how much you earn. So the size of an emergency is dictated by how much you earn. So as an example, someone who earns 20,000 rand a month may not find a 1,000 rand emergency really an emergency because they may have that kind of money lying around. But they would consider a 10,000 rand smack an emergency that's all of a sudden half a salary. So I, I suggest that people put away at least 50% of one month's salary into some kind of an account where the money is relatively easily accessible, but not too accessible. So as a strategy, I've got a little emergency fund that I put uh, money away into, and I just use a seven-day a seven call account at a bank because it just gives me an opportunity to just double check myself whether I really need to spend this money or not. It's simple. I just go online. I call for the money and the money's in my account. I have enough money at, the, at that point, always at that point in time where I can just pay for it. But I know at least in seven days, the money will turn into my bank account so that I can make it to month end without having to go and use credit. And that, that, that's been my strategy. But there's a different type of emergency, which would be considered a lot more severe, like a retrenchment as an example. And for that, you probably need at least three months Gross salary saved somewhere. And the reason I'm saying that is if you think about it, if, if you do have something cataclysmic like a retrenchment happen to you, the next thing that's going to become an obsession for you is to find a new job. Now there's a huge, huge difference going and finding a new job when you have three months of runway between you and running out of money and having to go and lean on, on creditors just to get by. It means that you can walk into interviews and you can actually be relaxed And you can weigh up whether this job is for you or it has to be for you because you're desperate. So are you taking the only, are you just taking the first job or are you taking the right job? And that would make a huge difference to your job satisfaction and your career and your earning potential and all sorts of things. So the person that has taken the time over years to save something, to save money up for that is in such a a strong batting position. If something does happen to them, because they've given themselves an, a, a, an amount of breathing space. So, my suggestion is to make sure you've got at least that fifty percent of one month's salary saved, and and you know to take care of those those little bumps in the road. And as soon as you've spent that money, it must be an obsession to get that money back in there, so that you've got that emergency fund. You see the problem with with um, not having an emergency fund. These emergency funds do two things. One is it helps you avoid debt by not having to go and use a credit card on, on a little, oops, like I need new tires. I mean, you do drive a car. So what about just thinking about putting away 200 rand a month that accumulates into 2,500 rand a year. You know, you probably need tires every 18 to 24 months. So that will give you enough money to go and buy the tires without putting you back in debt. Um, the other thing is, is that it also protects a saving strategy. If you are investing into, for instance, a share market where money really, to get reasonable returns, takes long periods of time. You don't want to be calling your financial planner and saying, hey, I need money, give me 4,000 Rand for my tires. And he's saying to you, look, the market is not good at the moment. You're going to lose a lot of money by trying to sell your shares now because the prices aren't right. And even if a lot of listeners don't know what I'm saying, I'm saying you've put money away which needed to really be stuck away for a very long period of time. But because you've got no emergency funding, you're taking your hard-earned and your, and your labor and your investments and you're now cashing them in. You could have just gone and saved towards 50% of a salary to have an emergency fund, and that would protect your savings strategy and it would also protect a debt elimination strategy. So that's my suggestion.
0: Gary would you would you advise someone puts that money away first before they start investing so take as much as you can uh, and put, get those the runway like you say the 3 months worth of salary plus a, a 50% of of one month as the emergency fund and then once that's in place you then start looking at at where your investments would be uh, is that the way to approach it
1: So Brad I think I would I would def- I would segment saving and investing I would in my mind see saving as money that I've, I'm planning to spend in other words, I'm not negative, but, but emergencies happen. They're coming. They are coming. You know, a kid needs to go to a doctor, needs to buy some medicine, uh, whatever it is, you need the money. So I would define savings as money that you're planning to spend or in, in an event where it really needs to be spent. And I would say investing is about a wealth strategy. So there are different things, and in in that way, you should define where you put that. So yes, I would say that if you have no investments and you want to get started, the first thing you must do is start saving money and find an appropriate vehicle to do that. You can even speak to a financial planner about that. They can help you put money into a short-term savings vehicle. That's not going to cost you or penalize you to take money out or put money in, et cetera, et cetera, that has low fees. So, yes, the first part of starting an investment strategy is certainly saving. I think it 's a good observation of yours, and I think that that 's what I would be doing i 'm not saying that you would have three months' worth of salaries until you start investing. you know by the time you get retrenched, you know God forbid it happens to somebody they they probably are going to be calling on their investments. but that first part of the emergency fund must be in place, which is at fifty percent thereafter, you know start investing and if those are really for much bigger issues and much bigger emergencies where you're probably going to be calling on a lot of things anyway. Um, so I hope that that clarifies that for you.
0: Lindsay, I hope that helps. I think that's uh, very sound advice. And uh, yeah, good luck on, on your journey at, uh, to financial freedom. Thanks for being in touch. If you have a question you'd like us uh, to answer, all you have to do is get to the website, themoneyschool.co.za. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to Money Talks powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, follow us on Twitter at MoneySchoolSA.